Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Linode, a top infrastructure as a service provider, as voted by G2 and Trust Radius, has resources specifically for delivering digital experiences in the cloud with better ease and affordability while not being locked into long-term agreements and commitments. Their guide, The Golden Ratio of Price to Performance in Cloud Computing, details how alternative cloud providers and open source tools can lower costs and ease moving to multi-cloud environments. This resource and more at linode.com slash mspradio. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Ali Imran, who is the Head of Product Management at Boundless Digital. Welcome, sir. Hello, Carl. How are you doing, man? Very good. So where are you located? I'm currently in Paris, France. How about yourself? Wow, good for you. <laughs> I'm in <laughs> Sacramento, California. It is a little bit warmer here than it is there. So we're about to have record heat for this for this day, actually, tomorrow. So. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're, ha- we're having record heat for the year as well. So I resonate a little bit. <laughs> Very good. So is Boundless Digital uh, based in Paris? Uh, yes, definitely. It's headquartered in Paris. Our team is spread out across Europe, but the core office is certainly in Paris, yes. Very cool. All right. So uh, why don't you give us you know, 30 seconds, what is Boundless Digital exactly? Absolutely. So Boundless Digital is essentially, we've developed a centralized network automation platform and this platform is deeply integrated and complementary to Cisco Meraki infrastructures. Essentially, the goal here is to streamline the operations of either MSPs or large enterprises in the way that they manage and work with Cisco Meraki. And our solution is really just a complementary addition to their infrastructure to help them automate some of the more redundant and low value tasks that engineers might catch themselves doing. Very cool. All right. So now let me focus on you for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you get there and, uh, and what's your background? Uh, my background is primarily in computer science, not in networking. So more so on the application layer, um, certainly in like development. Um, but yeah, I essentially finished school and had this really interesting opportunity to work at a startup. Always had, I guess, what you would call an entrepreneurial spirit. And so as opposed to joining a big company, I felt this would be a great opportunity and felt that finding like-minded people doesn't happen a lot in a young person's life. So I felt (laughs) an inclination towards working with these people and it's been a great experience ever since. Very good. So um, Meraki, uh, for folks uh, who are not familiar with it, uh, it's totally cloud-based security. So how has that fared in... um, in the last whatever 15 months when everybody went home and uh <laughs> and there is no firewall at the front of the office space you know what i mean hmm. Yo, m- most definitely yes yeah. so there's definitely been a need to adopt um hybrid infrastructures the remote teleworker solutions were pretty much already there for meraki they had the z3 um if anyone's familiar which has really enabled um, MSPs and IT teams to roll those out rather quickly as opposed to other vendors. But 
at a higher level, I feel that the effect was most likely similar to what every other networking vendor experienced. Um, certainly a lot of the biggest chunk of their sales I feel come from enterprises and those had not really been set up in the last year. Right. So is the average end user for your services, um, not the MSP, but the end user client, um, are they uh, five to 10 users, 10 to 50, you know, kind of what size are they generally? Um, the prime user for our platform is the MSP actually, simply because it is a management tool and those that stand to benefit from automation are those that have larger operations running, which tend to be MSPs. So an MSP that's catering to anywhere between 50 to 500 clients is the ideal customer for us. That's also a large part due to the fact that Meraki really lacks in its, um, within its MSP and cross organizational management tools. And that allows us to really fill in this big gap and step into these, this space, which um, nobody else is really in currently. So uh, define what you mean by network automation. So give us an example of the kinds of things we would do with your right. tools. Um, yeah, absolutely. Simply put, it is the, um, I guess we're trying to do the tasks that are low value and redundant and can be automated using the APIs. So an example of this is when a MSP deploys a new customer. Um, traditionally on Meraki, the process of creating all of those networks would be one by one and very manual. Um, but through our platform, you could provision even hundreds of networks within just a matter of minutes. And this, this is just done through scripting, done through programming. It's essentially doing the same tasks that a network engineer would do, which are repetitive, but these tasks are now automated and scripted and hence saving a lot of time. So if I've got one client, let's say 25 users, and I have another client that's set up, essentially they need the same setup. Uh, would mm -hmm. I be able to like, quote unquote, copy their configuration and use it on the other client? Is that the kind of thing you're doing? Um, that is precisely the one of the features available. Um, the ability to clone organizations and networks and replicate already existing infrastructures across different clients. Um, but just to give you an idea of something else that comes up is, um, let's say an MSP needs to push out a change in their content filtering rules across every single client, across every single network, right? So that's one minor task that they're gonna have to do maybe up to a thousand times here. And using our platform, that's just, you have to do it once and choose all your organizations and it sends that out. And this is really done through the APIs. And that's where I feel that Meraki really has differentiated themselves with the availability of this um, huge APIs community and this, this the availability of endpoints and touch points they have that allow you to access their dashboard through programming is much different from the average vendor, even those that are cloud-based, I feel. And how do you secure that? Since obviously if, if there's a Meraki device and it can be accessed with an API, I need to mm. make sure <laughs> that it's you doing it and not, you know, dude down the street. Absolutely. So Meraki has their own internal security for that as well. Naturally, I mean, our platform is not the only, um, I guess, tool you can use with the APIs. There's so much you can do yourself as well. So, um, and once you do unleash that beast, obviously there will always be a slight security risk. Um, but from our perspective, we try to follow absolute best practices on AWS, um, storing keys in double, triple layers of security, obviously, because that's the most important thing for our clients. Um, but yeah, I 
do feel that API keys are something that need to be treated with extra care simply because with great power comes great responsibility as well. Right. So uh, website is boundlessdigital.com. And do, do you, um, are you looking for MSPs to sign up as resellers or um, as, as buyers of this? I mean, you said that MSP is the core target, right? So this would be a tool they would use internally to manage their Meraki clients. Yeah, so we've, we've had both. Um, we have MSPs that use our platform to, to do their management. And then we have service providers that are not doing so much management, but what they do is also resell this because they're aware that not only can they be a reseller, but their clients that are enterprise customers stand to benefit from this type of automation where their team might just be doing things like pushing out changes manually. And so they're aware that if we can get them this tool, they stand to benefit. Um, but similar to how you would imagine a tool like um, ConnectWise, let's say, which is definitely built out for the MSP, but has complementary services to the MSP's client as well. That is a, a good parallel, I feel. Very cool. And uh, I'm assuming there's one dashboard where I can sort of monitor and, and, and look for little red lights to go on. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So um, we do have our own dashboard and just a complimentary dashboard to the Meraki. So yeah, it's, um, we do have some monitoring tools as well. It's not quite as sophisticated as a full-blown RMM because that's not the um, area that we're targeting. But just a simple example would be that, so on Meraki, if I want to monitor my devices and my clients, I would have to go network by network and then organization and by organization, which is just, which is very granular. But as an MSP, I want to just have one pane of glass where I see all of this information aggregated, you know. I just want to see if any of my clients that I'm working with have any devices down. And the way to do that for me right now is to scroll through all of them and iterate through each and every one. But to have that information aggregated really just accelerates my workflow. So that's the type of thing that we try to do, just help MSPs work smarter and more efficiently. And um, do you manage... Uh, like VPN licenses and that sort of thing within the devices as well? Um, so that is something that we have been looking at, but within licensing, um, there do seem to be some limitations with the APIs. So that is a common roadblock that a company like ours, just generally the ecosystem partners of Meraki might run into, which is that their dashboard seems to be available mostly through the APIs, but there are certain things for which touch points have not been created yet and thus are things for the future. Okay, very cool. Um, so so do I set up like security groups so I can say, here, here's client type A and client type B and, and then apply uh, rules either across both of them or uh, individually to the different groups? Absolutely, you could do that. And I believe the better way to do that would be to use tags. So, so network tags would allow you to very granularly um, target uh, which networks you'd like to be, be making changes to. So tags could be based on offices, based on home networks, based on retail locations, et cetera. So you could definitely create these groups and this would allow you to very precisely target the type of changes you wanna make and definitely speed up your workflow quite a bit. All righty. And, and so um, how much programming is involved? Do I need to actually be a programmer or do I, have I got a nice little graphical interface that... Um, you have an amazing, beautiful graphical interface. <laughs> um, so no, absolutely. The essence of our product is that we're doing the programming for you. 
there's huge potential that is available through the Meraki APIs. The problem being that a lot of MSPs don't have an internal developer, right? Because that's not their area of expertise. Hiring right. an internal developer is going to cost you up to like 100K per year if this is a good developer. Um, whereas outsourcing this to a platform like ours is going to cost you significantly less. Um, and that's really the essence of the value proposition here that we do that whole programming part for you, which we're noticing I've, I, um, is becoming increasingly important in the world of networking as well. There is this trend that network engineers need to learn how to program as well, et cetera. Um, I do believe in that trend. I do believe that um, the skill set that network engineers have needs to expand. And within that process, as it happens, um, companies like ours are meant to be a stepping stone, I feel, along the way, because we're a no-code autom automation platform, essentially. So absolutely, you would not have to need any programming knowledge. All right. Um, so um, do you encourage people to use this to respond to attacks or simply as configuration, you know, as a setup type of thing, setup and monitoring? Um, I would not encourage people to use this um, for attacks, actually. I would more so say that it is a proactive tool to prevent attacks. So we have what is built out also an auditing tool within our platform. Um, this I forgot to mention, but essentially, if MSPs want to make sure that all of their clients have the security rules, content filtering, malware rules, et cetera, applied, on Meraki, they're going to be going network by network. And this is a human doing this dreadful task across every single network. He's or she's very liable to make mistakes. You know, Naturally, humans can make errors, but we can allow you to programmatically check this as well. So you can define a certain subset of rules and say, I want all my clients or these, this set of clients to have all of these rules and configurations applied. Now go tell me which clients have this and which ones don't. And this will return to you the clients that aren't complying with your MSP's workbook, uh, your, your playbook essentially. So this allows you to be more proactive and solve some of those problems ahead of time. And we also have um, just tools for standardizing these configurations, to standardizing your naming conventions, your tags, et cetera, just to help these uh, MSPs be more proactive in the way that they deal with um, such problems. Because I think there's a lot of small tasks that get left undone because they're not at the top of the priority list. And then those are the ones that end up causing um, a lot of problems. That's a good point. So if I have a checklist, my checklist is basically make sure these tags are applied to these users and you mm -hmm. know, I make my little, <laughs> my little checklist and go down through it. So if I were to add tags, would I, would I be able to define tags such as GDPR or Canada or Ireland and make sure that I've got certain rules that apply within those devices? Um, absolutely. That is the type of thing you, that it's meant to do. Um, so yeah, GDPR compliance, PCI compliance, you want to make sure that these networks have the configurations that match with those compliance rule sets. And so this will always be happening as well. So every time a change is made that doesn't comply, you can see an alert on Boundless as well. So this just disables the possibility of configuration drift and later, which could cause more problems. Right. So that I like that configuration drift because uh, in some ways security is all about um, being the most most restrictive required 
by any of the things that you touch, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but trying to be as useful as possible to people who are actually using the network. Uh, so, um, cool. So with, uh, with this, how many partners do you have worldwide? Um, I will get into that, but I actually want to touch on what you just mentioned a second ago, which is security is most important. You have to take uh, the most secure path that you have available, right? Um, and essentially, one big problem that we are solving right now with Meraki is the fact that Meraki does not have role-based access controls, or at least not within the traditional sense. So when you create a user on Meraki, you can limit the scope of accesses they have, what networks they might have access to, but you can't really restrict what features within a network they would have access to. So there's no granularity with the type of roles that you create, which is which can be a security risk for a lot of MSPs, especially for a larger MSP that has low help desk employees and senior network engineers and everyone in between. You definitely don't want to give everybody the same level of access here. So we've essentially solved that problem with Meraki now and created role-based access controls. Uh -huh. um, just to... Just to give an example of the type of things that we're doing that are complementary to Meraki and um, things that can really create value instantly for MSPs and things that Meraki perhaps needs to have but doesn't have. So in addition to providing the dashboard that they forgot, you the, the monitoring they forgot, you also mm -hmm. do the role-based uh, exactly. rules that they forgot. Yeah, so, so, so you can um, create those customized roles on our dashboard as well and essentially act as a proxy SAML. And so they would have to use boundless to log into Meraki and thus the Meraki dashboard would appear to them as if it was very limited and we are just going to reduce the scope of it through our platform. All right. But yeah, so to touch on your earlier question. Uh, the big one. Now, how many partners? <laughs> Um, yeah, so currently we are working with about 20 to 30 partners. We have a range of um, different products that we offer. And so different partners work with different products. Um, we also have our own guest Wi-Fi solution. So in that situation, partners act as resellers. That's a whole nother area of boundless, which was, I would say, something we were focusing on last year more so. Um, we're just guest Wi-Fi and splash pages, et cetera, if you're familiar with purple at all mm -hmm. so yeah a similar product to theirs but definitely i would say more crowded market and i mean everybody has 5g now i don't think they need guest wi-fi so <laughs> definitely we the a pivot was necessary not everybody in the u.s has 5g i'll tell you that so mm -hmm. um th th that's true we still have customers and we still have new customers coming as well but it does surprise me because um a lot of people like myself guest Wi-Fi isn't really something that we think about too often these days. Right. Well, we have these big wide open spaces where I don't think you could build mm -hmm. enough antennas to cover Wyoming with 5G, so. <laughs> That's true. But do you ever catch yourself looking for guest Wi-Fi? Uh, actually, I very rarely, but you know, that's, mm -hmm. I, I, between my phone and my uh, my MiFi device, I'm, I'm pretty set. Um, so when, partners sign up with something like this, are they giving access to the physical Meraki devices or to the cloud-based uh, uh, interface that they use? Do you, does your product connect to the device or to the cloud management system? Um, it absolutely connects to the cloud management system because that is what connects to the device. 
So just to give you a rough idea, um, that these APIs and the APIs essentially are a gateway to the cloud-based system. Okay. So they have like the dashboard APIs, which essentially allow you to touch the cloud-based system from outside. It's like you can make changes and you can do a lot of things on your computer and the computer will then send those out to the cloud-based dashboard that they have. So, and is this an ongoing subscription? Is it an annual thing or a monthly thing or how do people uh, mm -hmm. buy this? Currently we are operating on a monthly subscription model. Um, we have a very close um, relationship with all of our partners currently. Um, so we are really trying to align ourselves with the visions, with the vision of the MSP. Um, simply because we've realized that um, a lot of people do have a need for this in terms of how they're working, in terms of how much time their engineering teams are spending doing things that aren't really creating a lot of value. And then also our goal here is to essentially um, MSPs, I feel, miss out on certain opportunities because of their inability to take on larger clients, to take on larger business or take on more clients because they're already so slammed with the work that they have. But if a portion of that work was automated, then I feel that they would be a lot more able to do more business essentially. Right. So um, with the, uh, with the service that you offer, do I buy that? Do I pay for it per engineer, per, per logon user, or per endpoint, or somewhere mm. in the middle? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, the mm. access product that I talked with you about earlier, that is paid per user, where you can create customized roles for users. And so naturally, since the quantity there is the users, we've got um, chosen to go with the users. And then as for the core automation product, that would be charged. Um, so we have buckets based on how many customers you have on the Boundless platform. So how many organizations as they're referred to on Meraki you're managing. Right. So essentially in proportion to the size of your MSP operation. Okay, so it is, it is true managed service pricing in the sense of uh, when, I, when I reach a certain threshold, I probably get a better <clears throat> price across the board um, and, I, and I pay for everything in that, in that uh, range, so. Exactly, yes. Very cool. And so what's the best way for people to get started with Boundless Digital? Uh, I believe just head over to our website and book a demo and I will be the one speaking to you, me either or, or one of our partners or co-employee employees. Um, our CEO, Ned, is also at the front of this, very customer facing. But we, um, before we ask you to pay, we do a proof of concept phase where we will help you get set up, help you get onboarded, get your organizations imported and really have you do a lot of meaningful tasks and instantly create value for you so that you can see the uh, potential that such a platform could have. So uh, what happens when that's done? If I, if I don't sign up, do you just break my uh, device? Um, well, in most cases, you've already extracted some value. <laughs> Um, we do have the power to completely uh, destroy your MSP operation, but I <laughs> but guess <laughs> a little, <laughs> not yet. Okay. But you have to be nice. Yes. We have to be nice. Okay. I'll, I'll remember that. Okay. So my assumption is everybody looking for that demo is already a partner with Meraki. And so 
Uh, do you do you like uh, help them tune up their own personal device? Is that what you mean when you say like you go in and give them value? Um, I seem to have misunderstood your question, so I will try to answer it, but correct me if I if I didn't get it right. Um, so the MSPs that we target are most definitely going to be Meraki partners because they're having this huge MSP practice with Meraki. Um, and we are essentially going to help them to be a better MSP to their clients through, through the use of our platform by being more streamlined, being faster. Right, don't worry, I'll edit that part out. So my, my question really is, so during the demo, can you give me an example of the kind of value that what I would get? Would it be for my personal uh, Meraki within my company or would it be for me and my clients? All right. Yeah, absolutely. This would be for you and your clients. Um, during the onboarding phase, we'll have you do things like things that are in your backlog of tasks, like having to push out uh, group policies or firewall rule changes to all of your customers. If you want to audit your customers for having certain rule sets, as we discussed earlier, if you want to deploy a whole new customer and they have a whole bunch of networks and you want to use the deployment tool, then you can do that as well. Just to give you an a example of something that uh, one of our a client that I'm onboarding this, this week just did, um, they essentially wanted to find all of their devices that were going to end of life and end of support for Meraki. And if this person wanted to do this manually, they would have to they have about 100 customers and each uh, customer has a few networks. So they have to go four or 500 networks and see, and then look at the device with their human eyes and look at the number and be <laughs> like, oh, is this, you know, is this out of end of life or not? Um, as opposed to on our platform, you simply type in the name uh, or that is, that is end of life now. And this will show you across all your customers, which ones are going end of life. So it's a one second process that on Meraki generally is an hour or many hour long process. Right. So you may not have an answer to this question, but do you have a sense of uh, how many hours are saved, let's say, per 10 devices uh, that are managed uh, through Boundless? Tons. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, there's definitely the uh, proportional situation here where the, the more networks you're managing, um, the, the more you stand to save. But let's say, um, there's a customer, uh, an MSP that they're managing about 500 networks right now, and they want to make a firewall rule change, right? That one firewall rule change probably takes about, I would say 30 seconds per network, actually, no, not even that long, right? But, um, when it adds up, what are we looking at about here about, um, well, 30 seconds, would be 250 minutes. So, yeah. So that's, About, so, and that assumes that 30 seconds does not include what we always do is back up the configuration, make the change, back up the configuration again, just mm -hmm. to make sure that we can always uh, step backwards if we need to. Um, mm -hmm. So it could easily be more than four or five hours. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that's important because if you're talking about automation, ultimately automation is intended to help us do more uh, in the same amount of time or to avoid having to hire the next engineer because mm -hmm. I save enough hours, um, I don't necessarily need an engineer. Uh, final question, and and uh, again, you may not like this question, but that's okay. Uh, Let's go for it. Do you think this would allow me to hire 
less qualified engineers to manage my Meraki network? Hmm. Um, no, I feel like this is going to help you qualify, um, help you have an only qualified engineers team. Because the whole reason that I, I hate saying this, but um, qualified engineers will bring in less qualified engineers is to do the grunt work, right? Right. And so if the grunt work is being done for you and you're doing the high value tasks, then you only need the team that has the expertise. Um, I've gotten pushback from clients who are, who know that they need this, but it implies that maybe one of their friends doesn't need to be here anymore. So they're not going to go for it. Um, but I'm confident that because we're bringing in efficiency, especially in a market that is so competitive, we are going to find some success. Um, MSPs traditionally have this problem of a lack of differentiation. And I feel that one way to fix that is to be more competitive. And once you're more efficient, you could potentially even forward lower prices to your customers, um, take on more business. Um, just to fix the limitation that sometimes for MSPs is a lack of manpower, that, that's what we're, we're aiming to fix here. Right. Just so you know, we never allow people to say that you should lower your prices. We only raise our prices, but we <laughs> provide higher value for that price. So, mm. All right. Fair. Thank you, Ali. Uh, any final notes before we go? Uh, I think we covered it all, Carl. Thanks so much for your time, man. Ple pleasure talking to you. Very good. And we'll put the, the links down below, but basically go to boundlessdigital.com. And thank you for listening. This has been another SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.